This program is brought to you by SoundsTrue.com. For those seeking genuine transformation, SoundsTrue.com is your trusted partner on the spiritual journey, offering diverse, in-depth, and life-changing wisdom. Many voices, one journey. SoundsTrue.com. You're listening to Insights at the Edge. Today, I speak with William Buhlman. William is an expert in teaching people techniques so that they can have an out-of-body experience. For the past six years, he has surveyed more than 16,000 participants in 32 countries about their out-of-body experiences. He's also a regular lecturer at the Monroe Institute. William is the author of the new Sounds True audio learning program, How to Have an Out-of-Body Experience, Transcend the Limits of Physical Form, and Accelerate Your Spiritual Evolution. William and I spoke about what he calls spiritual essence, eliminating the fear of death, our multiple energy bodies, and how to use the knowledge gained from out-of-body experiences. If you'd like more information about William Buhlman, you can visit his website at www.astralinfo.org. Now, here's my conversation with William Buhlman. Welcome, William, to Insights at the Edge. It's a pleasure to be here. Most of the time, I'm trying to get, quote-unquote, in my body meaning I feel a little ungrounded and I want to make sure when I'm driving, I'm not going to get into a car accident. So I'm doing things like breathing into my hands and feet and just trying to really get grounded as a person because I can get kind of dreamy. And yet here I am, I'm talking to you about out-of-body experiences. So let's just start right at the beginning. In spiritual life, we're trying to get in our body, out of our body. How do you see this? I see this as the primary goal is to experience our spiritual essence. And whatever path we take to do that is valid for us. Okay, and so the spiritual essence, tell me what you mean by that. Our, what, what many people perceive as a higher self, a non-form-based consciousness that exists in beyond all elements of three-dimensional form. In other words, our, our state that exists in its natural state beyond all three-dimensional realities. So what's the relationship between this spiritual essence, to use your language, and the physical form, the physical body? The physical body I perceive as a vehicle of consciousness that we use to learn and grow and explore the physical world, because all of us are explorers, because this isn't our natural habitat. We're only here for a temporary period of time. So each of us are essentially, when we enter a body, we have become explorers entering this dense body. I perceive the entire physical world to be the epidermis layer of the universe. I know from my own out-of-body experiences that there's countless realities, subtle realities that exist inwardly. And that as we have an out-of-body experience, we're actually moving inward into the universe. And we're experiencing these other realities that exist. Okay, now use this word epidermis. That means the, the skin? Yes, yeah. it, the, the physical world is like the skin of an apple. And that when you leave your body or have an antibody experience, you're actually moving inward into the universe, into a finer vibratory 
level of reality, and you're experiencing your finer vibratory energy body. Okay, so here you are. You're one of the world's leading experts on out-of-body experiences. Did you spontaneously have an out-of-body experience at a young age? Is that how you became interested in this? Did you just decide, this is my field of inquiry, how to leave <laughs> the body and travel yeah. the outer inner dimensions of the universe? Uh, no, not exactly. A friend of mine in college um, had a spontaneous out-of-body experience. And he come to me and shared his experience, and he got me excited about it. I had I was not a believer in the topic at all, never heard of it, uh, and I decided, well, if he can have this experience, which so altered him, so changed him, I wanted to see if it was real myself. So I found that there were books available on the topic, and I began to do one of the techniques that I found, which I now call the target technique, where I essentially just. Focus my attention on three objects that were in my mother's home as I fell asleep every night. And into the third week of doing this, I awoken in my small dorm room. I was laying on my side, and when I reached out my hand, my hand actually entered the wall. And that's when it hit me that, oh my God, I've done it. Because I I've had to prove this for myself. And at that moment, I've thought about standing. I'm standing by the foot of the bed, looking down at this lump, which was my body. And it was a shocking revelation. It changed my entire paradigm. I was fully aware, fully awake. It wasn't a dream. And I was existing consciously beyond my body. And I also realized quite quickly that there was someone else that I could see that was a non-physical person that was observing me. And to be quite honest, it scared me. And the next thing I knew was, bang, I was back in my body. That first experience changed everything for me. It opened up a whole new realm. Okay, so let's try to break it down a little bit. So first of all, the target technique, you're imagining three physical objects in the home of your childhood. Yes. I get that. How did that lead to the experience of you being outside of your body such that you felt your quote-unquote hand through a wall? Okay, the whole idea of many out-of-body exploration techniques is to maintain your focus away from your body. Okay. As you allow your body to just drift off. The, the, the primary premise is, of course, we go where our thoughts direct, just like we do in the physical world. But in this case, you're focusing 100% of your attention away from your body. This initiates the out-of-body experience for many people. And it's been proven to work for thousands and thousands of people. So I'm taking all of my attention and I'm putting it in the swimming pool where I grew up or the, a painting in the living room that I used to like to look at when I was a kid. So I'm fully outside of my physical form. I'm in imagination, right? Well, you're focusing your awareness to a specific physical location. This technique is designed only for a physical reality location, okay. not an imaginary place. It does not work if you're imagining something. This has to. Be, the targets must be a f actual physical reality target for the for this technique to work. Okay, but I mean, I'm imagining a picture. What if if this picture was taken down by my mom and I didn't even know it? But I you was. You would still be focusing your attention away from your body, and that's. The act of doing that okay. is what helps to initiate the entire separation process of out-of-body experiences. 
Right. Okay. So now you said your hand was through the wall. So not your physical hand, right? So your you, oh, oh, my energy body hand, of course. Your energy body hand was, yes. was through the wall. And of course, before that, I felt a high vibratory feeling throughout my body. That was totally, at that point, I was alien to me. I'd never had an experience like that. But as I reached out my hand, my hand and arm actually entered the wall, and I could feel the energy of it. But I, that's when it hit me. Because that's, this, is a, this is such a radical thing for many of us. It's unusual for many people to experience this. It certainly was for me. Yeah. And you, for me, it was important to prove it to myself. Because I, was, I would have never believed it if somebody walked up to me and told me, oh, you can, oh Bill, you can leave your body. There's no way I would, would have accepted that as a reality. So the beauty of out-of-body exploration is that we do have this capability of verifying to our own expectations of what this is. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah, that if I learn these techniques, I can do it and I can have my own experience and then we can yeah. talk about it. Okay, but we're going to keep going with your experience for a moment here. So in this initial experience you had in college, then you said there was a being there that you felt a little afraid of. Who or what might this being have been? Well, the being at the time, it, this was a guide, I feel now. At the time, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, that's why it scared me. This is my first experience. Yeah. And um, it, now I know for a fact that this was one of my guides. And he was just observing. Now, generally, guides will stay out of your line of sight. But in this case, I did, I did perceive him. Okay. Now, here we are. We're sitting here and we're having this conversation in the Sounds True studio here in Boulder, Colorado. You've been with us here at Sounds True for the last few days recording this audio series on how to have an out-of-body experience, a series of techniques you've been teaching people. Right now, as we're sitting here, in the midst of this conversation, could you initiate an out-of-body experience? No, I could not. Okay. I have to be in an altered state of consciousness, very deep altered state. That's why in my workshops, I use all kinds of techniques like hypnosis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist. Okay. And I take my, when people come to a workshop of mine, they, they have three hours of conditioning in deep hypnosis before we even do a technique. Okay. And then I have them going really down, deeply down into a completely relaxed state and then we begin to actually do out-of-body exploration techniques. Very few people can actually initiate an experience from a waking state. There has to be some kind of transitional. Yeah, because you are. You're transferring a, a large part of your consciousness to a different energy body. Okay. And that, that requires that the physical body, and for most people, to be completely relaxed and to be able to let go. So this energy body so i'm i'm taking the energy out of my physical body and you said quote unquote transferring it to well, an energy body that's a good question we are multidimensional beings we are we are a microcosm of the universe and we already have multiple energy bodies the concept of body mind spirit is actually a very simplistic view of the universe i have found from 40 years of my own experiences that we are already on every level of the universe. We already yeah. exist there in these multiple energy bodies. And what we're actually doing is transferring a portion of our consciousness in from our, let's just say, physical yeah. into this 
let's call it more subtle energy body. Okay. And we have this ability to do this and control it. Because think about it. If we are, let's just say soul or consciousness, we are already projecting our consciousness right now into the physical body. We are actually existing on multiple energy dimensions of the universe. All of us are. Whether it doesn't matter what labels we give it, but if let's just call it soul. If you exist as a soul, whatever your reference point is for that, then you already are there right now. We're already existing on soul level. We already are existing on the mental level or dimension. We're already existing on the emotional level. All of these are energy bodies that are within us already. And the power of -of out-of-body exploration is that ability to begin to shift our awareness from one energy body to another energy body and to be able to use it effectively. Okay, I think I'm with you. This is exciting. So normally, a lot of my awareness is in my physical body. Yes. And what you're saying is that through techniques and practice, a large portion of my energy could be in this subtle body. Yes, exactly. And what would be the benefits of me experiencing more time in the subtle body? answers to the questions of life as we move inward one of the powerful things i found is that we have the capability to obtain the answer the big questions the answers to the really important like what are we where did we come from where are we going what is our purpose uh, these questions are available as you move inward you begin to connect with the more expansive part of ourselves and this is where the answers are found Because this is where we truly reside as pure consciousness. This is where we're far more expansive than in the physical body. It's almost like a vast dimension of consciousness has been focused for each of us into a tiny vehicle we call our physical body. Yeah. And as we leave our physical bodies and begin to explore, we're exploring ourselves. We are actually exploring the higher dimensional realities within ourselves. And we're in touch with this higher portion of ourselves. So we can obtain answers that way. Also, one of the great benefits is you uh, the fear of death is, is of course, is disappeared <laughs> in all people that I've ever met that have had out-of-body experiences. They, there's no fear of death. So you have no fear of death? No. Because I know it's a, it's a facade. I know I don't die. I know for a fact. Because I've been out of my body thousands of times. I know this is just a vehicle of consciousness. I also know I'm not a humanoid form. That as I hold my awareness beyond my body, my energy body will lose its physical attributes. And I'll become almost like a globe of consciousness with 360 degree awareness. That's more our natural state. The physical body is actually a very alien state of consciousness, a very alien vehicle that we're only here a very short period of time exploring. So I look at the world kind of the reverse of many people do. This is the exploration in the body, because this is not our home. You know, no matter what you believe or don't believe, we're all on this inward journey beyond our bodies. It doesn't matter what belief system you adopt, we're all leaving our bodies. We're all going to step beyond this facade. So wouldn't it make sense for all of us to know Mm -hmm. what this process is? Since this is the journey, 
the universal journey of all of us. So what's it like for you when you're fully disconnected from the physical body and you're in the energy body? What is that experience like? Freedom. Unbelievable freedom. Uh, there's no limitations. It's, it, it's, that's what's so wonderful about it. There's, you, you no longer have any form-based limitations unless you so believe you do. So you could fly, you can walk through walls, you can stand in the corner and just raise your vibration rate and explore anywhere you wish to go. Matter of fact, this is what I teach in my workshops. Having an out-of-body experience is just the first little step. The big exploration is in how to use this knowledge, how to take this experience and turn it into something unbelievably powerful for yourself. How you become an explorer of consciousness. You become an explorer of your all the inner aspects of yourself. You can, you can demand to experience your spiritual essence or soul or whatever term you wish to use during an out-of-body experience. You can, you can actually contact and communicate with uh, dead loved ones. I've done this on several occasions, and I have an entire chapter in one of my books devoted to this. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a moment. So you're in the energy body, and you're connecting with a deceased loved one. What are you connecting with? You're connecting with them as they perceive themselves after death. And what I found interesting, I've met my uncle and my mother, and what I found especially interesting was the fact that every time I've met somebody who has died, they're always in the prime of life. My uncle, when he, for instance, when he died, he was very overweight. And when I met him out, during an out-of-body experience, he was about 22, 23 years old. And the same applies to my mother. And I found during my uh, explorations and during my survey of over 16,000 people, I've received a lot of feedback from others. And this is universal. People will experience loved ones who have died as being in the prime of their life, living in this other energy dimension, in a consensus reality that they've adapted to. Because the afterlife is essentially a series of consensus realities created by the thoughts of the group consciousness. So like attracts like. For instance, if um, uh, right-wing Christians would be in a collective of their own making, where Buddhists might be in another collective of their making, because they resonate by thought. Everything is by thought. Creation is by thought. The afterlife, as we know it, is created by the thoughts of the inhabitants. And there's millions and millions of these realities. Each one is created by the group consciousness. But all of these are available for us to explore on our own, face-to-face, -face, in full consciousness. So we have the ability to verify this information. And that's what makes this so exciting. There's no belief system attached to out-of-body exploration. There's no philosophies. There's no rules. It's just do it. Have the experience, and then you determine your own personal viewpoint of what you experienced. Okay, so I think I, I lost you a little bit when we were talking about meeting deceased loved ones, and I asked, who are they? What is that energy that you're meeting? And you said, it's their 
view the thought they have about themselves. Oh, it's their self-identity, of course. They have assumed the self-identity that they, for instance, one of the things I found that during the transition we call death, people will assume the self-identity that they have of themselves. In other words, before an incarnation, my mother will still continue to be Laura, my mother. She'll just be a younger version of that. After that incarnation, when she decides to make her next incarnation, she will take the form of a new personality. And a new, it could be a new sex, could be a new culture, it doesn't matter. And then she'll adapt to that, and she'll conform to that. Her energy body will mold, actually, to that new personality. My view of her would, of course, change. But for now, when I met my mother, she was still in that mode of her last let's just say, experience and matter. Okay. So each one of us can have out-of-body experiences and see what we see, discover what we see, know for ourselves. What is it that gives you confidence that the experiences you've had are giving you answers that are quote-unquote correct about the world? I mean, you said, I can do these things and I get answers. I believe you get answers. But how do we know that these answers have any kind of validity beyond your subjective experience? Excellent question, because I have the absolute ability to repeat the question over and over again and actually confirm it for myself. I have the ability to be there in full consciousness. I have the ability to make conscious decisions. An out-of-body experience is not like a flighty little experience where you're floating around the ceiling. You're, you're like you are right now, except you're vibrating at a finer rate. I like to make that very clear. Many times your awareness is actually your thought processes is much more enhanced because you're no longer using the biological hard drive. So everything is actually in many ways clearer, more concise. But the power of this is that I can confirm it. If I have a doubt, I can confront. If, For instance, if somebody was to come to me and say that they are so-and-so, I can confront them. I can actually, I, what do you represent? I can demand, I can be demanding of any energy form that comes close to me to verify whether that form is an actual reality or not a thought form, for instance, or just a figment of my own creation. We have the ability to actually reconfirm our own experiences. And again, this is one of the things I teach in my workshops. In other words, I don't trust the outer form of anything that I encounter, because everything is created by thought. We have to be very discerning on all the information we, we receive. And there's various techniques that we can use to absolutely know that we are getting the correct information and not some facade. Okay, so uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking of things like lucid dreaming, remote viewing, shamanic journeys. These are all uh, different techniques that various Sounds True authors have taught. What's the relationship between the way you teach out-of-body experiences and lucid dreaming, remote viewing, shamanic journeying, just to name three that I think are relatively well-known? Well, number one, lucid dreaming is, is I don't perceive out-of-body experiences to be anything like a lucid dream. I feel strongly that all spiritual traditions, including shamanism, 
the core element of shamanism involves this transition of consciousness into the various yeah. worlds, whether it be the lower realm, the middle, the upper. But it's all about the shift of consciousness. There is a relationship to shamanism, especially in out-of-body experiences. I had the opportunity to train for um, many weeks with a shaman in Peru, and he told me that his core ability was to actually leave his physical body, and because that's where the best healing was achieved. That's where he was at interacting one-on-one -on -one with his client. So that was a powerful part of shamanism. The core element, I feel, of all spiritual traditions uh, revolves around this transition or, let's just say, expansion of awareness beyond the body. A classic example is Islam, now that we're bringing in d different paths. Sure. What is the night journey of Muhammad but an out-of-body experience? When you strip away the semantics, and you, he specifically writes about this journey through seven dimensions and entering each dimension is a different vibration rate, different color. And he's moving through this and he's encountering angels. Of course, he's interpreting his out-of-body experience based on his cultural background. And this has been done for centuries. The same applies to the, uh, to the Bible. With, in Revelations, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. It begins with this. And then I heard behind me a great voice. What does I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day mean? Could it not mean I was out of my body if he lived today? Every spiritual tradition has, in a sense, created their own vocabulary that has limited, in many ways, our understanding of what that core experience was. I feel strongly that the core element of all spiritual paths involved this this transcending of consciousness beyond our physical limits. It doesn't matter. Even nirvana. What is, what is the Buddhist nirvana? If you look at the core element, they're all moving beyond this 3D dense world. How they get there, the practices they use may be different, but they're all moving inward within themselves into higher vibratory worlds. And they're experiencing these profound experiences in beyond their physical body, whether it be Buddha or Krishna or Muhammad or St. Paul in 1 Corinthians talks about whether in the body or out of the body. Mm -hmm. All of these people were having, I feel, out-of-body experiences, but they were interpreting it along their own cultural guidelines. Okay, and just to sew up a little bit the question that I asked you. So you said shamanic journeying is quite similar in some ways in terms of this shift in consciousness that takes place in the journey. You're traveling outside your body. But you said that lucid dreaming is not like what you're teaching. Well, I, I made a separation of lucid dreaming because I feel lucid dreaming is in many ways a low-powered experience. I, Based on my 40 years of experience, I found that there's a continuum of consciousness that flows inward and outward in the universe. And I write about this extensively. In other words, we are travelers moving our consciousness inward into the universe at death, during near death, and during OBEs. And during deep meditation, we're moving inward then. Outward is, of course, when we're born. So lucid dreaming is, in a sense, a low-powered OBE in one aspect. It's a 
portion. We're starting to become more aware of our dream body, which, by the way, is a form of an energy body. But I don't want this connection to be made in such a way that people perceive it as, oh, well, all OBEs are lucid dreams. Okay. In a way, there's a deep connection because during an out-of-body experience, you're, it's a raw reality going on. Your, your I-ness, your entire presence is there. You are, you are is there as we are here. Yeah. There's no, the, you don't, the reality just doesn't change in shape at the whims. You are often at the beginning in a room just like this with all the three-dimensional trappings. You're just observing it from a different angle. It's radically different from a lucid dream. But what I found interesting, now that you bring up dreams, based on out-of-body exploration and a lot of research, everybody leaves their body when they fall to sleep. I've observed this, and many others have. When people fall to sleep, they're actually beginning to separate from their body. Their denser energy body, or what many people call the astral, I don't generally use that term, but they're beginning to separate. They're actually moving out of sync with their physical body during sleep. And you can observe this during an out-of-body experience. I've done this. And it almost looks like a double image. I'm not saying they float up at the ceiling. They're floating out of sync with their bodies. All six and a half billion of us are doing this every night. We're floating about three inches or so out of sync. So in a sense, all of us are having an out-of-body experience every night. It's just not fully understood yet. Okay, and you're saying that the dream body is an aspect of the energy body but in your view, isn't as free, isn't as unlimited as the energy body that you're describing. Because there's a lack of conscious awareness present in it. It's all about the percentage of conscious awareness in the energy body that makes it an effective tool for exploration, just like the physical world. Okay. We have to maintain a certain percentage of our consciousness in this body, or we are not effective. The same applies when you're out of body. Each energy body that we use must have a certain degree of consciousness. No one knows what that percentage is, but it has to be enough for you to be able to absolutely use that energy body with the same and minimal freedom that you would experience in the physical world. Okay, and then just to complete this, doesn't need to be a long answer, but this idea of remote viewing, that you leave your body and that you go can go look at someplace in a, another country or whatever. It seems like that's a, a form of an out-of-body experience. Yes, yes, it is for many people. There's a fine line. I know many, I've met many of the remote viewers. Yeah. Um, I do workshops at the Monroe Institute. Oh, okay. So I'm familiar with Skip and the whole whole crew. And the there is a difference. Remote viewers will be, if you talk to one and ask them the same question, they will delineate the two. They will tell you whether it's they have many of them have the ability to have out of body experiences and they also have the ability to re remote view in the strictest of senses where they are using psychic vision. I'm from the old school in the 70s. We called remote viewing psychic vision. And today in my conversation with remote viewers, they will they will tell you whether they're out of body because it's a more visceral experience. They're, they'll be crawling on the ground observing something, and they'll feel themselves in an energy body during an OBE. During a, let's just say, remote viewing experiment, it's strictly psychic impressions coming in. And it's a whole different kind of experience. 
but many of the remote viewers do have OBEs. I know this for a fact from talking to them. Being in the energy body, it sounds like there's a lot of different possible aspects, emphases, things that can happen. And and you teach a lot of different techniques yes. for both being in the energy body and then what kinds of adventures the person goes on, correct? Right. What I'm curious about is there are dimensions beyond the energy body as well, well I there, would imagine. Yes, there are. That's what makes this so fascinating and exciting. Each of us possess multiple energy bodies. I, pers- I use the term energy body to actually as a description for all of our various energy bodies. You can actually, during an out-of-body experience, you can move from your physical body during, to your, let's just call it your first energy body or what people perceive as astral. What's fascinating is with a little training and focus, you can actually exit the astral body very much like you would the physical, and shift your awareness into your finer vibratory body. Many labels have been put on this, but let's just call it a much more finer energy body that's more of thought thoughts. And it's a much more free, it's, it's, a, it's a finer body with more freedom. This shift can occur within ourselves. Out-of-body explorers that use control have the ability to travel inward within themselves through the various energy bodies. And like I said earlier, we're much more complex in body, mind, and spirit. We possess multiple energy bodies. And eventually, as we move inward, we experience what people would perceive as their spiritual self or their spiritual essence. You can continue to travel within yourself. I call it the direct path to spiritual liberation, where you're moving within yourself through all of your various energy bodies. The purpose of meditation and yoga is to liberate yourself from the all energy bodies, essentially, and go to your highest aspect. But often in meditation, people will still experience these. What I have tried to do is make it clearer, more concise, and to actually explore each dimension as we go through them. So people will understand how just how magnificent we all truly are. Mm-hmm. Now, William, this, you may find this a strange question, but see if you can hang with me for this. It's a little personal, too, but the kind of meditation that I've been doing is one that's very physically based, very embodied, really working with the, the feeling of the body and then exploring it in more and more subtle ways. But here's the question. I've noticed sometimes when people discount their physical body that they're discounting certain shadow or hidden aspects of themselves, meaning they're, they're very comfortable out in the energy world, but then they come back and have trouble maybe with their relationships, maybe with issues around power or morality or other kinds of things that are really on this physical plane. They're fabulous out in space, but they're not that great <laughs> actually dealing with the physical world, like ethics, things like that. And that's always bothered me. And, and I'm curious what you have to say about that. Do you believe that our travels in the outer dimensions change how we act in the physical world? Yes, yes, I do. I think it, it has to change it because we are gaining more knowledge about what we are. And as we, uh, as we grow in our knowledge... I think we grow in our ethics, we grow in our understanding, we grow in our empathy, because we understand what this, how tough this evolutionary process is, because we're actually seeing it from the inside. 
we're seeing a broader spectrum of what each of us must travel through to get, let's just say, to evolve on our path. Now, getting back to your point of the physical body, I yeah. do believe, I don't discount the importance of the physical body. And I like to make that very clear. We have incarnated here because we have work to do. There is no doubt. This is a training ground of consciousness. And that there's valid, important work that must be done here. That cannot be in any way sidestepped. The importance of out-of-body experience is just to enhance that. I am very active in the physical world. I have a family. I have a business. I have a lot of things going on. It doesn't detract. It adds because it gives me a broader perspective of what's truly important. Because as I feel, as you obtain more knowledge about yourself, then your priorities are changing. Then you truly see what's important. And you're not so caught up in the uh, minutia of the physical world, all the illusions, as the Buddhists would say. Mm -hmm. You see the illusions for what they are. You, so you become more expansive, and you become, I think, actually more effective. Now, everyone is different, but I, I like to emphasize that I do feel strongly that no one, I, and I, I'll teach this in my workshops, in every workshop, that the physical world cannot be in any way thought of as a secondary adventure. That this is still our prime adventure. When we entered the physical world, we were brave explorers. And this is our prime learning ground. And all the other learning grounds are just in addition to it. And I think that's the focus that I teach. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned that through out-of-body adventures, it's possible to get answers. And I'm curious, what are some of the big questions you've asked in your own explorations and what answers you've received? I've demanded to experience my, my spiritual essence, which was a remarkable experience. I've done this many times. And in fact, I have a technique that I teach called Higher Self Now, where during an out-of-body experience, you move away from your body approximately 10 feet. You use a technique I call Awareness Now to center yourself. And then you demand to experience your higher self or your spiritual essence or whatever phrase means that to you. And the result is amazing. If you're open to it, what you experience, at least what I've experienced, is that you end up shooting through layers of, of color and light and energy. It's like, and you feel like you're being stretched across the universe. And the end result is that you're floating in this immense sea of pure white light and love. And it's hard. You can't put words on this. But you're beyond all form. You're, you've, in a sense, done what in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they talk about going to the clear light of the void. I feel this is the clear light of the void. There is no form. It's pure conscious awareness. And you're there. You're conscious. You're, you're absorbing everything that's there. All answers. All questions. Everything is present. And again, you can't put any, you can't put words to this. But I wanted to give you a feel of this. This is what's possible during an out-of-body experience. It gives you an opportunity to have a profound spiritual experience without going into a cave for 30 years, without going through slogging through all these, uh, what I consider to be very difficult techniques that are sometimes available in the physical world. We have the unique ability to have our own spiritual experience 
And by the very act of leaving your body, you've already transcended one of these layers. So you're closer to the source. Mm-hmm. That is, the, in a sense, your energy body is a launch pad for whatever you want to make of it because you are that much closer to the source of everything. And from there, you decide how you're going to use it. You know, you referred to sort of arduous techniques that people are using, whether those are meditation techniques or other paths that do seem, I think, quite difficult for people. Learning how to have an out-of-body experience, is that not that hard? Can anybody do it? Good point. Out-of-body experience does take dedication. It takes daily practice. There is no shortcuts. It's. I'm not saying it's easy. I never have said it was easy, but I know it's very direct and powerful. Uh, I know it works for me and works for tens of thousands of other people. It, it, but it's not for everyone, and I'll be the first to share that. Uh, it takes a certain person to uh, be, let's just say, be free enough or courageous enough to be able to explore beyond their physical limits. But again, it's not a point of being easy. It's a point of it's available and it will be some people it will resonate with because it's active. Many people, in my, I'll give you an example. In my workshops, uh, I often get about 75% men. And when I've asked them, which is unusual in workshops, it's generally, the op- it's generally 75%, 80% women. And, I, the, and guys always talk to me about this and said, why are you here? I ask them. And they said, because this is exciting. This is active. This is, I'm, I feel like I'm taking control of my own destiny and not waiting for something to happen. I think that kind of sums it up. A lot of people like out-of-body exploration as a path because it's an active process. And there's a lot of excitement around it with the vibrational state, which we really haven't talked about at all, and all the prelude to an out-of-body experience. Well, well let's not skip over the exciting vibrational state. Okay. Uh, the vibrational state is essentially the prelude to an OBE that 80% of people will experience, according to my, my research. And it is, it is powerful, it's abrupt, it's shocking for people. Suddenly you're paralyzed. You feel paralyzed and there's energy flows going through you. There's this electrical buzzing noise going moving through you. Or you're being touched. Or you feel like somebody's trying to pull your legs. Or you just feel a presence in the room or your name being called. There's over 50 different elements that make up the vibrational state. Essentially, anything strange that happens out of the norm during what we perceive as sleep is the vibrational state. It's the prelude, that transfer of consciousness is beginning. And for many people, it gets to be quite exciting. You have to be prepared for it. You have to remain calm. You have to surrender. For instance, paralysis. I enjoy that temporary state of paralysis because I know that's a launch pad for OBEs. Mm-hmm. I surrender completely to it. And that's what works. You surrender because you're, you're transferring your awareness. You have to let go of the physical. The paralysis state that many people are so afraid of is actually a very natural state of consciousness. Same thing for the vibrations. And all of this is all part of the vibrational state. Many people, matter of fact, most people will experience all of these elements sometime in their life, but they don't know what they are. They don't know how they connect to the experience of out-of-body exploration. So they 
they just linger in the state and become fearful, especially paralysis. There's even terms now for it about it's almost a medical condition. But it's a natural state of consciousness that occurs when we're transferring our awareness from our dense body to our higher vibratory energy body. And a lot of people, this is, it's almost like an early warning system. It's like, yeah, here it goes. Here we go. You just relax into it. Almost every one of my out-of-body experiences involved the vibrational state. Hmm. So the courage that you referred to earlier is being able to let go through that vibrational state? To go with it. Yes. You have to surrender and let go. You have to surrender to the now, as many people are talking about today. But it's very true in this, this work. You must surrender. Because of your analytical mind, if it kicks in, it will block the experience every time. You have to let go of all analytical thought. And that's part of the training in this process. You're letting go of that, your connection to all analytical thought, and you're letting this higher portion of yourself take over. It's very exciting work. William, just a, a couple final questions. We're sitting here together, and I wrote down a quote from a presentation that you gave to the Sounds True staff, introducing them to out-of-body experiences. And this is, we are not human beings. We are consciousness in a human container. And as we're sitting here together, we could experience ourselves as two human beings sitting here together on these brown chairs in a studio, microphone set up. But I'm curious, how do you experience us sitting here? <laughs> to the best of my ability, I perceive us both as just consciousness having a communication and that these vehicles are just a part of the process. That's how I view it. The, the physical vehicle is such a temporary little facade that we use. It's silly to get too attached to it. So that's one of the practices I teach, by the way. In my, uh, I do a four-day workshop with the Monroe Institute. And um, in that workshop, I teach people to disassociate their entire feelings with this flesh body. And when they examine other people, we actually do techniques where you begin to perceive everyone. In other words, I'll put people in pairs and have them just begin to look at each other as non-physical beings. In other words, begin to disassociate from this self-identity of, of just this container. And this really helps to allow us to go beyond the limits of this. Because most people are so identified with this three-dimensional form, they actually believe they're this little, this, this flesh bag. They think they, they, this is what I am. And imagine how limiting. Once you have accepted that as part of your beingness, you've trapped yourself in that, that body. So we, the work is in conditioning ourselves to move beyond it, to just like the Buddhists do. Well, that's why a Buddhist monk is selected when they're very young, so they can begin to condition them to that they are not just this flesh body. They're so much more than this. That's the same thing that I do in my workshops. Okay, and just finally, William, our program's called Insights at the Edge. And I'm always curious if people are aware of or working with a certain edge in their own being, meaning something that they are questioning, something they could imagine moving beyond, something that's up for them at this moment. 
And I'm curious if if you have any response to that, the edge for William right now. For me, the edge would definitely be to re-experience myself beyond form in as often as possible. Uh, Instead of, during OBEs, I don't focus on the physical-like world. I did that for 10 years. Uh, I try to, to the best of my ability, I move beyond all worlds of form, all realities of form. And to the best of my ability, I try to reconnect with that higher aspect of myself. And for me, that's always a challenge because we always have to deal with our own blocks. So for me, that is the edge. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm, I'm always working towards. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I've been speaking with William Buhlman. He's the author of a new Sounds True learning series on how to have an out-of-body experience, a program that is filled with lots of techniques, practices, and different portals and entryways into the OBE world. William, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. SoundsTrue.com. Many voices, one journey.